The title of my sermon today is God's Purpose for Motherhood. God's Purpose for Motherhood. Uh, I haven't been a mother myself, but I've been real close to one now for over 40 years. And uh, of course, I was raised by a mother as well, too. And I know enough to know that motherhood is very hard work. And of course, we have our daughter now who has uh, our first grandchild. So watching her, I, I see that lesson and I'm reminded of that regularly. Motherhood is physically grueling. It is emotionally exhausting. And it is intellectually numbing. Moms know each of these challenges firsthand. One hardship that is often overlooked is the challenge to a woman's sense of purpose. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. And first of all, I want to congratulate all of you mothers for the work that you've done over the years. You know, we've got uh, our group here today, all of the mothers that are here, their children are already adults. I couldn't have said that if Catherine was here with her, with the little uh, James. <laughs> my, my mind, when I'm set on one thing, I can't lock on to anything else. But you're all veterans, well-tested veterans of motherhood. So I'm sure that the things that I say here will, will ring a bell with you. Now, for any Christian, understanding your purpose and calling as a new creation in Jesus Christ can be tricky. I've had some people come up to me who've, who've been around for a while and they say, well, Pastor John, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing around here. I, I'm not sure what my gift is and, and, and what God's purpose is for me. And, and sometimes I encourage them and, and try to guide them along to understand that. So for any Christian, understanding your purpose can be a little tricky, but it gets even trickier when you become a new mom. Because everything that formerly made you who you are, your purpose and calling in life, is going to change drastically when you have your first child. In other words, when you become a new mother, you generally have to leave your place of employment, either temporarily or permanently, because the babies do. And now you've got big responsibilities to that newborn child. Uh, another thing that kind of upsets your purpose in life when you're a new mother, you usually lose friends that you had. In other words, friends who don't have kids because your lifestyle has now changed since the baby arrived. And it's kind of awkward to come to uh, a meeting of a bunch of women and here you're bringing your baby along with you. <laughs> it kind of upsets the apple cart in a way. So your friends change. Your relationship with your husband changes when the baby comes along. Since it's no longer just the two of you, it's now the three of you. Or even more if you have twins or triplets. Also, even the church changes for you because you rarely get to sit through a service without several trips to the mother's room or the nursery. Just watch our daughter Catherine. Or sometimes Mary fills in for Catherine, so Catherine can sit here and listen to a sermon, and Mary's back there with the baby. It's just life. So when you have a baby, your purpose in life changes drastically. 
Now, Christian friends may try to encourage you and bless their hearts when, when they say things like this. Well, you know, motherhood is the highest calling. Or raising godly children is our most important work. But these kinds of encouragement miss the point. If your ultimate purpose as a godly mother is to raise godly children, what happens when your children are grown? You're kind of left empty and without a purpose anymore in life. Even though we know that motherhood never ends, it continues on into your children's adulthood. But what do you do when your children are grown up? Do you just watch daytime television for the rest of your life because you've completed the job God gave you to do? Well, we know that's crazy. What happens if despite the countless hours of teaching Bible stories to your kids and praying for them, some of your children don't accept God's gift of salvation? Did you fail as a mom? Although godly motherhood is valuable, when you have children, that's not your purpose. It's something you're doing. You're a godly mother raising children, but it's not your purpose. It's not your first calling, but it's a result of your calling. Let me explain. Our tendency is to find our purpose in the good works that we do for God and the people we impact for Christ. So being a mother, being a father, being a pastor, being a vocalist or a musician for a church, being a food server, an audiovisual technician, like our guys and, and lady back here. If that's where you find your purpose, that's getting the process backwards. As a mother, your ultimate purpose isn't just to love your children, your friends, or even your husband. It is to love God, first and foremost. Never lose sight of that. And I can say the same thing to men. If, you're, if you think your purpose in, in life, your main purpose in life is to be a father, same advice. You're putting the cart before the horse. Your first and main purpose in life is to love God. Secondarily, you love your wife and you love your children. And whoever else you love, you choose to love. I'll repeat that. As a mother, your ultimate purpose isn't just to love your children your friends, or even your husband, it is to love God. That is your purpose in life as a mother. So we're talking about God's purpose for motherhood. As you become a mother and continue on in motherhood and have grandchildren and great-grandchildren, your main purpose, ladies, is to love God first and foremost. You hear in Matthew 22 and in verse 34, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? What is the most important thing for your followers to do? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So that's numero uno. That is the great commandment. So what are Christians to obey? Now, in the Old Testament, you know, you had a whole list. You had Ten Commandments, plus you had statutes, judgments, ordinances, and all that sort of thing. But those were physical things that you do, acts that you perform. When it comes to being a Christian, this is New Testament now, okay? We have the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us, which the Old Testament Israelites never had. I mean, dwelling in them. 
The number one law that rules and directs everything we're involved in in life is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And certainly he goes on to say the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. But we're talking about the primary law that we live by. And God comes first. So if I'm a father, my main purpose of life is not merely to love my kids, which I do. It's to love God. As a pastor, my main purpose is not my pastoring. It's to love God. And I use my role as pastor and the struggles I go through and the things that I experience, I learn to love God more through what I am as a pastor. You as a mother learn to love God more through what you experience as a mother. Same thing with fathers. Same thing with, with the sound crew. They're learning lessons about how to love God with all that they experience back there. For all of you women who bring in goodies for us to enjoy after services, uh, I know it's a struggle and a challenge sometimes. Wonderful. But that's not your main role in life. Your main role in life is to learn to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and so on. So your purpose as a mother, first and foremost, is to love God more. This means that motherhood cannot be your ultimate purpose. Godly motherhood is only a byproduct of fulfilling your purpose in life, which, which is to love God more by knowing him better. God's purpose for every circumstance of our lives is to draw us closer to him. When we find our value, identity, and purpose in our relationship with Jesus, we're sanctified and godliness is the result. So in other words, I'm asking you to put things in perspective in your life. Because as a mother, sometimes things will go wrong. There will be disappointments. There might even be tragedies in your life. Don't base your whole purpose in life in that role that God has given you as a mother. The main role that you have in your life is getting to know God more intimately. And he has given you this role of motherhood as a means to get closer to him. Does that put thing, things in the proper perspective? Same things as with a father. You know, fathers have difficulties. They have disappointments and sometimes even tragedies in their life. But understand that, you know, if, if my kids don't turn out right, that doesn't mean I'm a total failure in life. We have to understand that we raise our kids to the point of adulthood and then they have to make decisions for themselves. Now, just looking over this group here and, and a lot of the other experiences I've had in other churches as a pastor over the years, I've spoken to church members who have a great amount of grief in their life, disappointment, depression, et cetera, et cetera, because their kids didn't turn out the way they had hoped. They had worked with their kids and tried to teach them about God and raise them in the right way and, and teach them about different ways to live, you know, the proper way to live and giving them godly wisdom. But then at some point in time, they reached an age where they made decisions for themselves, left home, maybe went to college, maybe did this, they did that, fell among the wrong kind of friends, and their lives turned out to be worse than what their parents had hoped for. 
And parents can't beat themselves up forever for that happening. You know, you do your duty as a parent, raising your kids the best you can in the knowledge of God, trying to live out a Christ-like example for them. But there comes a time where they have to decide for themselves which way they're going to go. They have the freedom to do that. And it's a tough thing to step back as a parent and say, okay, you're leaving the nest now. You decide for yourself. You know, you continue to pray for them. You continue to try to provide whatever support they need and, and help, but they have to decide for themselves. You know, there's a, a, a scripture that we used to read in Proverbs chapter 22. I think it's verse 8. Train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they grow old, they'll not stray from it. But understand, that has nothing to do with a, a person becoming a Christian. That is talking about wisdom, that you share your wisdom with them when they're growing up, and when they're old, they'll remember it. I was just talking to my wife uh, this morning, and she was sharing some stories of people that she talked to who come into where she works, and they'll always remember something that their mother used to tell them all the time. And they'll say it. They'll say, you know, my mom always used to teach me that. And kids don't forget when they grow up. Now, don't take that scripture the wrong way and say, well, if I teach my kids about Christianity, well, God's got to make them a Christian when they get of age. No, that scripture doesn't say that. It's talking about sharing wisdom with them. It's not a promise from God that they're going to become a full-fledged Christian when they become an adult. So don't blame God for something he's not to be blamed for. Our children, when they grow of age, have to decide for themselves. They have to find God. We lead them to God. You know, like the, the, the old saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. We lead our, our kids to God to the best of our ability, but then they have to decide. And just because they haven't decided by now, they may still decide in the future. You know, God knows them. He loves them. Jesus Christ died for them. But they've got to come to the point where the God that they were taught about becomes their God. And only they can make that decision. So don't, you know, beat yourself up for year after year because your kids didn't quite turn out the way that you wanted them to. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. We're talking about the main purpose of our life and the main purpose in the life of a mother. It's all about God. He has to come first. And he's using your role as a mother to teach you lessons to draw you closer to him. In Philippians 3, beginning in verse 7, the Apostle Paul learned this lesson about the pri primary place of God in his life. He came from a different background. He was a Jew, and he was raised and taught to be a Pharisee. And he took great pride in his teaching because he was taught by one of the leading Pharisees of his day. And Paul really was a zealous man for the Jewish faith. But looking back, when he came to really know Jesus Christ, he says this in Philippians 3, 7, but whatever was to my profit, my standing 
as a Pharisee in the community, the respect that people showed toward me for who I had become, whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. In other words, he's saying, I understand now Jesus is the most important thing in my life. It wasn't social standing or education or anything else. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. So if we know that Jesus is of surpassing worth, nothing is as valuable or as important as developing an intimate relationship with him. So as a mother, if you think that your whole life now, your whole purpose of existence is just your kids, that's wrong. That's a wrong view. It's an unbalanced view. Your role as a Christian mother is drawing closer to God. Through your experience with your kids, through the good times and the bad times. So without this Jesus relationship component, everything in life is a loss. That's what Paul is teaching here. Motherhood is not meant to give you life. It's meant to point you to the true life giver. God and his son, Jesus Christ. Notice he continues on here in verse 10. This is what Paul said. He left behind all of the honor, all of the respect that he had as an important Pharisee in the Jewish community. And this is what he says now, verse 10. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. So you see, no matter what role we're called upon to play in our life, you know, some of you, it might be your work. You think that your purpose is your job, and maybe you've got a position of authority at work. Maybe you're a manager, or maybe you're a, a group leader. That's not your primary role in life. Your primary role and purpose in life is your relationship with God. And God grants us different jobs responsibilities in this life to be used to draw closer to him. So in other words, the things that you experience as a mother, as a father, as a manager at work, as an employee at work, that's not your, your sole role and purpose in life. You're to use that responsibility that you've been given by God to build that relationship with God. You know, in the good times, you rejoice with him and you thank him for the job he's given you, or the promotion he's given you, or the raise that he's given you, all praise goes to him. When you have difficulties on the job, if you have difficulties as a mother, you go through times where your child is sick, you go through times where uh, you're confused, there's a problem with the child, and you don't know how to handle it, that's when you go to God. You grow in your relationship with God the Father, and he provides the help that you need. He directs you where you need to go. 
So the challenges in our lives, including motherhood, draws us closer to God by allowing us to share in Jesus' sufferings and to know the power of his resurrection. How many times have you as a mother thought, I didn't know it was going to be like this when your kid is crying all night? I remember our daughter Teresa had, what was it called? Colic. She had really bad colic, which means she cries, and I mean really cries. I think it had to do with her stomach and pain she was having in her stomach or whatever it was caused. I don't understand what colic is all about. She was the only one of our kids who had it, and I'll tell you, she would cry through the night, and I mean screaming, crying, and you know, we just tried to comfort her and help her, and it's at times like this where you think, man, I didn't know having kids was going to be like this, but it is. And that's when that kind of a trial brings you closer to God, because you're praying to him, you're praying for the baby, you're praying for strength and patience to deal with what you're going through. As we experience suffering, and you have as mothers, we learn to know Jesus better. As our challenges push us beyond our own power physically, we learn what it means to rely on the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, God's power, God's strength. And he supplies for us what we need. Through the trials of motherhood, you grow to know him and love him more. And finally, others who can see what you're experiencing and they can see Christ's work in you, God can use your example to draw, draw others to him. And in a sense, you're preaching the gospel just by relying on God and trying to do the best that you can. And you know, in raising kids, there's going to be accomplishments, there's going to be disappointments and what you consider to be failures. But your role as a mother isn't your purpose in life. God wants you to use your role as mother to draw closer to him. That is your one and main and primary purpose in life. So you know what? As you look back at your motherhood over the years, what questions do you ask yourself? Well, how did my kids turn out? And, and, and how did I fail there? And what did I accomplish there? No, what you should ask yourself is how your experience as a mother drew you closer to God in relationship. That's where you get your grade. That's the main thing. Now, I don't want in any way to downplay your role as mother in teaching your kids and caring for your kids and nurturing your kids and providing for your kids. That's all a part of being a mother and a father. But understand your main purpose, God's purpose for motherhood is to draw you closer to him. And you, you might look back and say, well, I don't know how close I got to God through that experience. It hasn't ended yet. You're still a mother. <laughs> Your kids are adults now, and you've got grandkids and maybe great-grandkids to deal with, so don't give up hope. I like this uh, bit from the, it's called the Westminster Catechism, and I've quoted this to you before. It's not a part of our denomination or anything, but it's a good Christian doctrine. This catechism says that the chief, the first question in the book is, what is the chief end of man? Or what is our purpose for being here on this planet and being alive? And the answer is, 
The chief end of man or woman is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. I just love that. That, that, in that little phrase, it explains our whole purpose for being here on this planet and being alive. Our whole purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, which we will. We're going to enjoy getting to know him more intimately and personally when Jesus returns or when we go to our reward. But here, now in the meantime, we're to glorify him and glorify him in everything that we do. Motherhood is just one avenue to enjoy and glorify God. And so is fatherhood. And so is any other hood <laughs> that you're involved in in your life. As an employee, as an, a, man, and a manager, in, in whatever job you have around the church here, it's just one avenue to enjoy and glor glorify God. Both the trials and tasks of motherhood are meant to draw women nearer to God than they ever had been before. Resting in God's power to propel you through your daily lives deepens your love for God, it sanctifies you, and brings glory to Him rather than to yourself. Dependence on God always draws you deeper with God. So, like any, anything, if somebody comes up to you and says, I'd like to congratulate you on being such a great mother, your natural reaction would be, the glory goes to God. I couldn't have done it without Him. When somebody congratulates you as a father, same thing. When somebody congratulates me as maybe a pastor, same thing. I, in and of myself, don't have anything within me to do what I'm doing. All the glory goes to him. If you're a manager at work, if you're an employee, maybe someday when you retire and the company gives you a party, you get up to give a speech, that's what you should say. Don't be ashamed. They want to give you a gold watch for working 40 years. Listen, I couldn't have done it without the power that I got from God. I'll say it right now, I'm not ashamed. And he's given you that role to play in your life just for that purpose, to draw you closer to him, to rely more on him. Dependence on God always draws you deeper in relationship with God. So mothers, you are so much more than the, than the summation of your children. Don't just focus on your kids, whether they turned out okay or maybe not so much. You are so much more than the summation of your children. God's purpose for your motherhood is that you would know him better, love him more, depend completely on his strength, and understand his faithfulness in a new way. God made you a mom to draw you deeper into his love and his story, the gospel. In other words, the raising of godly, happy, loved children is a gracious result of your deepening relationship with God. And never forget that. And like I said, it applies to all of us in whatever role God has blessed us with or given us to follow in this life. Always remember that balance and that proper perspective, and God will see you through. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, again, I'd like to thank you for the mothers that we have in our congregation. What a wonderful example that they have set, and what a wonderful work they have done. But as we've been reminded now, they've done it by your strength, by your blessing, by your grace. 
And even though mothers and fathers as well have made mistakes over the years, we may have regrets, but we realize that that doesn't determine in your sight whether we're a success as a Christian. The only thing that determines that is our reliance on you and our growth and development of a relationship with you and a deepening intimate relationship. So Father, thank you for these wonderful gifts you give us and just continue to remind us to keep the proper perspective that you are number one in each of our lives and you always will be. We love you and we praise you in Jesus Christ's name, amen.